And welcome again to another edition of the Twins Weekend Wrap with the television play-by-play voice for the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer. I am Derek Hansen, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Well, we won't talk about the rain yesterday and all the uh, delays that went along with that or Friday night's mess of a game with all the errors, but let's focus on the positivity of Saturday's game. Dick, how about Jake Odorizzi? If he can pitch that well for the Twins, it's really going to help them out in 2019. Yeah, it's been outstanding. He's really uh, developed into a consistent pitcher, which, of course, Twins are looking for you know, consistency in the starting rotation. He uh, took it upon himself to uh, do a lot of work in the off season in terms of uh, making some mechanical adjustments. And he's uh, taken the tutelage of Wes Johnson, the pitching coach. I think we've seen him uh, uh, throw harder than he did at any time last year. And uh, he's really been probably over the last month or so, probably the Twins' best starting pitcher. Yeah, no question. And you think about that, that's a pretty heady, considering that you do have Jose Barrios, you know, really being the ace <laughs> of this team, right? Well, and when you think of what he did uh, in New York against the Yankees and his two prior starts were against the Astros and they were both pretty good. And so you're looking at a guy who's not only given the Twins a good chance to win, but a good chance to win against some of the, you know, notoriously tougher lineups. Now, the Yankee lineup, of course, uh, wasn't what... Uh, it will be when the Twins face them again later this summer with all their injuries. But you go to Yankee Stadium and you you pin up six uh, shutout innings, that's pretty good. No doubt. So if you have Barrios and then Orderizzi can do that, and then if Mar- Martin Perez can do this, my goodness. I mean, that's not, if you get three guys, we know that from the 87 and 91 world champions, that you can go a long ways with that. Yeah, Perez has been a, a, a wonderful discovery for this organization, too. Uh, his recaptured velocity. Uh, the addition of a cutter, which has just absolutely blown up right-handed batters' bats. You know, he's really been good against righties. And so we're anxious to see him and the rest of the rotation. I mean, just think where we're at, Derek. We're we're in a situation now where the Twins are in first place, and you look forward to the starting pitcher's next start instead of, you know, kind of crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. It's uh, maybe the most encouraging thing about the start for the Twins this year has been uh, the starting pitching. You know, on Saturday, uh, I thought, man, they're not going to get another win here after uh, Jonathan Shope, he got his home run robbed. But, you know, C.J. Crone and Nelson Cruz, they add some power. It's amazing just seeing these guys pick each other up with this power that they have. It's so much fun to watch. Well, it's uh, so far at a record-setting pace, of course, and you, know, you look at what this Twins team can do and the conditions under which they've done it so far, you know, hitting all the home runs with, you know, bitterly and brutally cold weather just about everywhere the Twins have played. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what this lineup can do uh, once the weather warms up and the ball flies a little bit uh, farther because it's been fun to watch. Uh, we've seen... Uh, big home runs. We've seen big home runs late in games, uh, and that really is going to be fun to watch if it continues uh, for the, the balance of the season. And with Miguel Sano coming up, I mean, <laughs> it, it's really scary to think that you're going to have another power bat in that lineup. Well, <laughs> it'll be curious uh, how he reacts to uh, being called up whenever that is. I suspect that's still going to be a, a week or so out. But, you know, the Twins have the luxury because the lineup has been very productive. They've got the luxury of not rushing him. You know, if, uh, if the team was uh, struggling to score runs like, say, the Indians and some other teams are, well, then there'd be some pressure, wouldn't there, to, 
to get Sano in the lineup and see if he can provide a spark. Well, the spark's already there, so the Twins have the luxury of being patient with Sano in the hopes that the extra time at AA and AAA will get his bat ready for when he does come up. You know, when you look at uh, so many of these things, I, 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 f- I think it's really uh, interesting to see not just the big guys that we're talking about, but the other little things that are helping out. I mean, Byron Buxton may not be hitting the ball the way that Eddie Rosario was before his little cold snap here or w- with what's going on with Nelson Cruz and all that, but I think he's an underrated guy. I mean, the fact that the lineup turns over with him, it, it seems like the ninth spot is really good for him. And he's a very underrated asset that we're not talking about as much as we probably should. Yeah, I think, you know, if, if you were to hypnotize Byron uh, and ask him why he's doing so well, he'd probably confess that he's just going to do what he knows he can do. I think there was some um, interest, shall we say, in him using the whole field more, but in reality, he doesn't do much of that. He's a pole hitter. He was a pole hitter in the minor leagues, and now he's just decided, I'm going to pull the ball. And for as long as he hits the ball as hard as he hits it and, you know, bangs him against the fence and occasionally over the fence, that'll work. Um, You know, I I think there's some that still would like to see him, you know, spray the ball around. And to that end, maybe the more he sees Nell Cruz and Jonathan Scope and some of the other veterans do that, maybe he will get to that point. But you're right, he's his speed in the outfield is irreplaceable. One of the reasons the twins struggled last year is he wasn't there in center field, but to be there, to be in center field for this major league club, he's got to produce some at the plate. And so far he's done a nice job of that. Well, one thing that's, you know, with all these delays and everything, and we talk about rain throughout much of the season, the good thing about Toronto tonight is, you know, that there's a roof. So we'll get the, <laughs> we'll get the games in tonight and tomorrow, Wednesday, anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The Twins uh, have had really only one bad series this year, and that was the four-game series uh, with Toronto at Target Field a little while back. So the Twins would like to uh, gain a little revenge on the Blue Jays in this series. And then, you know, one thing that's really been nice to see, you know, there's some teams that have winning records, but they've had streaky years like the Seattle Mariners. This Twins team has been consistently good. You know, all the homestands and all the road trips, have uh, produced winning records so far. So we'll see if they can get that done here on this road trip. Uh, but as long as they keep, uh, you know, the old saying in baseball is win series and you'll get to the playoffs. But if you break the season down into road trips and home stands and you win them all, you have a winning record in all of them. I like your team's chances of getting into the playoffs then too. Yeah, it's funny. My last thing for you, Dick, is, you know, going back to me watching this team in the 80s with Jimmy Key and some of those guys that they had, it's just outside of the 1991 American League Championship Series, I just have never looked forward to playing Toronto as a Twins fan. Yeah, and I, I uh, certainly can, <coughs> excuse me, can remember, you know, the good teams that Toronto had. But, uh, you know, I think we were talking about streaky teams a moment ago. I think Toronto might be one of those streaky teams because they're they're in rebuild mode. You know, they're they're going to have Marcus Stroman going tonight, and he's one of their veterans, and he may not finish the season with them because they're going with a youth movement. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but they've got, uh, you know, a couple of other young prospects that we might see before the end of the year. So you never know what you're going to get from a team like that, but hopefully, excuse me, hopefully the Twins can have a good series here. Very good. Dick, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the call tonight up in the Great White North, and hopefully you can come away with a 
some decent victories up in uh, Canada. Well, I'm up in Canada, and I'll be working with a Canadian, Justin Morneau, so we'll see how that mix works. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next Monday. You got it, Derek. Dick Bramer, the play-by-play voice for the Minnesota Twins, with us here on the Twins Weekend Wrap, sponsored by Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience for over 100 years serving North Dakota and cities throughout the Midwest. We'll wrap up the Drive Time News Hour Twins Baseball coming up shortly.